you've heard of the term non-fungible token or the metaverse and wondered what these things are, then you're in the right place. Because in today's episode, we'll be breaking down NFTs and the metaverse and how they both stand to impact our future. To do this, we are joined by Jan Ketelers, CMO of Venly, a blockchain technology provider creating tools and products to help companies benefit from blockchain technology. In this episode, you'll learn some of the coolest NFT projects out at the moment, such as the story of a group of friends who raised $10.4 million in 48 hours selling NFTs to buy a golf course and create their own golf club. From business meetings to playing games with friends, Yan highlights the many versions of the metaverse that exist. And you'll also discover if the metaverse is unlimited or has a finite amount of space and land. He also explains why we shouldn't confuse the metaverse with virtual reality, along with many other cool facts, insights, and information relating to NFTs and the metaverse. Now, if you like this episode, some other previous episodes of Brains Bite Back you should check out are Augmentation or Full Takeover, Exploring AI's Growing Presence in the Workplace, Connecting Everything to the Internet, Our Future with IoT Technology, and Bitcoin FOMO, How Our Psychology Drives the Price of Bitcoin. Disclosure, this episode contains a client of an Espacio portfolio company. So my name is Jan, I'm uh, the CMO at Venly. I've been working in in the blockchain space for over five years now. And um, so yeah, Venly, Venly basically is a blockchain technology company. So we are a blockchain tech provider and our main services are tech services. So the the biggest is our wallet uh, services. So wallet APIs, wallet uh, widgets. So basically when a project or a game wants to onboard users and players uh, and they need a wallet, then they use our technology to give them wallets automatically. The second big product that we have is our own NFT marketplace. So we are also blockchain agnostic, meaning that we support multiple blockchains. Therefore, we built a blockchain agnostic NFT marketplace where people could trade NFTs. And then a third big product that we have is, is a set of tools, um, tools to, to easily make and mint NFTs, tools to analyze wallets, tools to send NFTs to email addresses, but lately also a tool. It's a Shopify app, uh, which gives yeah, Shopify mer- merchants the possibility to sell NFTs through their Shopify stores. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me today. And as we mentioned briefly, just before we had this call, um, NFTs and the metaverse isn't something we've necessarily covered on here before. We've done a few episodes on crypto. Um, so that's that's kind of been covered. But I'm really curious to know more about NFTs, uh, especially, and we'll get on to the metaverse. So I think it'd be great to start off with the very basic question of what are NFTs? Uh, how are they created, sold and stored? Yeah, definitely. Um, so NFT stands for non-fungible token. And basically it's it's a digital asset that is non-fungible, meaning that um, all assets are unique. So like a Bitcoin would also be a digital asset. It doesn't matter which Bitcoin you have, they're all worth the same. Uh, but with an NFT, it's slightly different. So it does matter which NFT that you have, so which code that you have. And most NFTs or the NFTs got super popular now for NFT art or, or collectibles that were uh, tradable via the blockchain technology, so tradable as NFTs. Um, but basically with an NFT, what you have is an NFT is, is twofold. One part would be the visual part, um, so that can be the video, the GIF, 
um, the image that is attached to that NFT contract. And then the technical part, which will be in, in, in the code. And this is like what gives you utility with that NFT, letting you log in to specific communities, giving you discounts or um, granting you other NFTs as airdrops, uh, proving that you're part of a community and stuff like this. So that is like, for me, those are NFTs. Um, and, and yeah, so the code part would be like the, the proof that you really own the NFT and that is only possible thanks to uh, the blockchain technology. Fantastic. Now, I'd love to know, uh, just it came to mind, like what are some of the coolest NFTs um, you've seen so far? Like what certain things have you seen that you think um, are NFTs that have really stuck out in your mind that you really like? Yeah, um, I think I'll, the, like the first NFTs um, have have a, a huge value value because of their cultural um, yeah change in, in in the tech world um, and in the crypto scene. So like my favorite projects are definitely the CryptoPunks um, and Amoebits from from Larva Labs. Um, Board Ape Yacht Club is also a very successful community NFT, and it began just as a profile picture. Um, project and then now it's uh, yeah it has evolved into a community and and all type of of investment clubs around board apes um so that's pretty cool to see then um everything that has to do with blockchain gaming i'm super bullish or i see a big future for blockchain in the gaming uh, ecosystem um, and, and and nfts there can be pieces of land that you own in a game or assets that you need to have to play a specific game like with xc infinity you need to have some nfts to play that game and to also earn other tokens in that game so there's like super cool utility in there and then one that that i found very funny but also very tangible when i explain nfts to my friends is uh were two guys in, in the us and they i think they're golf golfers and they wanted to um to have a membership at the, at the golf club but they saw that all golf clubs were um, like maxed out in capacity and in terms of memberships. So instead of waiting for years to be able to be a member of a specific golf club, they said, okay, we're going to issue an NFT, uh, like 7,000 of them or a bit more than 7,000 and selling those NFTs. And once we have sold all the NFTs with the money we raised, we're going to buy a golf club and everyone that has that NFT can access or can get access to play golf uh, at that golf club. And this is what, what I've, what I've, find extraordinary is like the new possibilities and the business models that you can have with a with the uh, with that technology that's fantastic that's awesome that's almost like they crowdsource their own golf club exactly yeah. <laughs> that's incredible i'm sure we'll get into nfts more later on but the other topic that i wanted to discuss before we go any further is um the metaverse uh so i'll admit i'm a bit of a novice when it comes to this so please explain it to me like i'm a newbie so yeah, what is the metaverse, Jan? Okay, so the metaverse um, doesn't have, uh, um, an, or no, not everyone has the same definition on metaverse, uh, but metaverse for me, I would say, is like uh, an additional layer to the internet where you can access different worlds, experiences, and be owner of certain um, pieces in those worlds. So to explain it more tangibly is, uh, let's say that you have uh, an, a game uh, or a platform like the sandbox where everyone has access to can buy pieces of land and can build whatever they want in the sandbox that's that's like an open metaverse on the blockchain and people can build stuff people can sell stuff trade stuff and meet 
in the metaverse. So you will, you have an avatar and you walk around in a specific metaverse, but all also in definition on, on metaverse, some say there are different metaverses, like a metaverse like the sandbox for more gaming oriented and other metaverses like more for meetings or business oriented. But then others say like metaverse is one term where everything is like more interconnected and it's more the vision of being able to access a digital world with uh, with your wallet um, instead of creating accounts and, and being closed in every platform with your own logging and accounts. So that's, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was clear, but that's like one of the definitions of, uh, of the metaverse. No, I think I got that. Now, uh, the risk is sounding very dumb. Is it fair to say they're kind of like, it sounds almost like chat rooms? Um, so yeah, metaverse will be very social in my opinion. So it, it will be a digital world where you can meet friends, where you can um, get educated on certain topics, where you could discover like how dinosaurs live or something like that. But the, the, the most important concept of metaverse, and because we know we, we all play like the Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon, those are also digital worlds. But with the metaverse, it's more interconnected and it's open. So everyone can build together and, and, and towards that, that digital space. And NFTs are very important in the metaverse because everything that you build in the metaverse, if you want to own it, it needs to be like digital asset. And those assets are mainly going to be NFTs. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. And we want to hear what you think. So be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. I'm trying to like get an understanding of this in my head. Is it the case that the metaverse could be like infinite and there could be an infinite amount of it constantly being built or is it limited because i know certain things in like the crypto world for example the supply of bitcoins is limited is there like a limited amount of land or space in the metaverse yeah for projects like the sandbox they're going to limit the uh, the pieces of land that's why it's also super expensive to, uh, to purchase a piece of land now um, but they're issuing new pieces of land but you should see like other projects also building space and having pieces of, of, of land or even pieces of air or whatever and being interconnected with other environments and, and, and uh, digital spaces so that you could hop from one project to the other uh, just with your wallet and with your digital identity. It's also, I think, a, a big misconception to think of metaverses in terms that it will be in virtual reality. Uh, I think the, the, the bad actor there was Facebook and, and Facebook claiming the name Meta and talking about metaverses and explaining this with, a, with that VR uh, goggle. I think most when, when we look at the crypto space and, and, and the blockchain projects creating this open metaverses, so not closed like, like Facebook's one, um, but open where everybody can collaborate, those ones are not in VR. They are just digital. They, they, they can be accessed through web. Uh, browsers and, and and you walk around just like you would walk around in a game thank you for clarifying that because i obviously well not obviously but i didn't know um yeah I, I didn't know that so it was it was very helpful for me at least i hope some of the listeners too and i also want to run something past you now i've heard a, a, something about nfts or um like aging avatars do you know anything about this mm-hmm. uh, would you be able to share it yeah. with our listeners 
Yeah, that's that's so. <laughs> you have to know that in in blockchain, everything goes super super fast. So every week or two weeks, you're gonna have new concepts, new technology, even new blockchains or layers or protocols. Um, and with NFTs, it's it's the same. So it it goes super fast in the beginning. NFTs were like um, a certain type of token, ERC uh, uh, seven twenty tokens, and then you got ERC eleven fifty five type of tokens which made it more easy to create like 200 trees in your game at the same time and not creating every tree or minting every tree on the blockchain one by one and now you have uh, multiple other types of, of tokens and one of them I don't know the number or the name by art but um, it is an, um, it is an NFT so it, it's token non-fungible token which will change with metadata so whenever um, if you age or when the even when the weather changes and stuff like this, you can have it interact with uh, with with that metadata. And uh, those type of NFTs super cool in in games or as avatars where you know that you're gonna purchase I don't know like a baby dinosaur, and then in a few years it's gonna grow up and become a a, a full grown dinosaur. So that's a uh, yeah, and and that's also dictated by the blockchain. So code is law. It's, there's nothing that you could change. Uh, to it if you buy it unless if you interact with other nfts uh, and that nft but then it gets a little bit more complicated that's awesome that's that's great to hear that um there's so much creativity in this space and kind of on that topic i'd love to hear like what case studies um you have to demonstrate the impact of enley's work yeah sure so with venly we started and we are most active in the blockchain gaming space um, so there, when I talked about the sandbox, sandbox is a huge environment where people can go build stuff in, in a big or yeah big environment, and it's mostly game oriented. And for the sandbox, every time they onboard a new user, they will create them a wallet, um, and that wallet on the backend is going to be Vendi, and Vendi is going to be the, the custodial for for their private keys and their assets, um, so that they can play the game and that their wallet is fully secured by by a third party. And those wallets are connected to email addresses to so to the account of, uh, of the sandbox. Um, another example maybe is um, is with Shopify. So the big impact that Fendi has there is to bridge Web two and Web three. So Shopify is a huge platform um, on on the Web two space. But um, now with Shopify, you are able to sell NFTs through your web store just by creating NFT products in your Shopify uh, environment. And uh, when selling those NFTs, then the technology will create that NFT, mint that NFT, and send it to a wallet linked to that email address of the purchaser of that NFT. So that's also, yeah, one of the cool examples. And maybe a third one is with Venny, we also have like Unity plugin. Um, so uh, indie game developers or yeah, big game studios and game developers could use the Venny uh, Unity plugin to translate those game assets that they make in Unity to NFTs. Um, and then having game assets as NFTs, yeah, give you access to total new revenue streams and business models again. Fantastic. Awesome. Now, before I move on to my last question, I do just want to verify something and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but just in case anyone's listening, when you say minted, that means to like certify to make sure that it's like, um, authenticated, correct? Um, yeah. So minting, minting an NFT means, um, creating that code on a blockchain or attaching that to the blockchain. So let's say that if I want to um, have a collection of 100 NFTs on a specific contract address, then I mint those NFTs on that contract address so that everyone 
purchases or trades an NFT from that collection, they can always see that NFT belongs to that contract address. So it's verified on the blockchain and putting that asset on the blockchain is uh, that process is, is called minting. So basically creating an NFT on the blockchain. Awesome. Fantastic. I, I did as well. Um, this just came to mind also. I did as well see on your site that um, you will have like a case study with Ethamon. What is that? Because as someone that grew up in the 90s loving Pokemon, I'm wondering if there's like mm -hmm. any in, uh, um, inspiration behind that or, or link at all. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, yeah there is. So Ethermon or Ethermon is a game on the blockchain and um yeah i'm not 100 sure what blockchain it, it is i think it's on binance smart chain um but don't shoot me if, if, if i'm wrong but um so basically it, it's like the the, the blockchain pokemons so the eater months um block oh eater months eaters <laughs> probably on, on ethereum then as a quick side note i spoke with jan following this interview and he confirmed that ethermon is based on the polygon blockchain however given the name ethermon I think it would have been fair to assume that it was based on the Ethereum blockchain. Anyway, back to the show. But uh, so you 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 catch or you purchase um, either either mounts and then you can play with them in their environment. And the cool thing with their game and most blockchain games is they reward active players and users uh, by letting them earn tokens. So Ethermon has also um, a, a fungible token or a regular token, and, and every you log in and play with your earmounts, you will be rewarded by earning that token. And that token can then be sold for other assets that you would need in the game, or you can sell those tokens for uh, for cash and then just play to earn. Awesome, cool. That sounds very exciting. Um, now, I do have one last question for you. And I, I hear your security system is something that you're very proud of, and you openly invite ethical hackers to test it out. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, sure. Um, and indeed, like in, in the blockchain space where you would see a lot of hacks or deceptive hacks, um, especially in, in, in DeFi and in protocols, because everything is so open, um, it's also very vulnerable. And because the best developers are working in the blockchain industry, you would also see like the best hackers <laughs> being active in the blockchain industry. So for us, um, we what do we do for to secure our yeah, the funds and the funds of our users? is that we have ethical hackers but that's not something only for web3 but you can also have ethical hackers on, on web2 space or for other projects um but it's like a group of people that tries to break into our system and every time they find a breach small or big then they report a breach and then get rewarded um and i think it's been active for over three years now for ethical hackers and it's never been a severe severe breach so which is good but then also um since those ethical hackers, not all of them are very familiar with, with Web3 protocols. We also have um, auditors to, to audit our smart contracts, which is also super, super needed in space. If you have a project, if you have a specific, I don't know, wallet that holds funds from different people and that you do different automated actions with that wallet, then you need you need to do audits on, uh, on your smart contracts. So that's also something that we... Uh, that we often do, um, especially when we have new smart contracts installed. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of this information today. Those are all my questions I have. The only other question I have, really, is if people are interested in connecting with you or reaching out to Venly, how can they do that? And what's the best place for them to like connect or follow the work you're doing? 
Um, yeah, we have a Twitter account that is pretty active. So um, it's fendi-io. Um, and then my personal Twitter account, feel free to follow that as well. Uh, and, and to ping me or reach out to me, I'm happy to answer all type of questions. And then we have our Discord uh, at Vendi. Um, and in the Discord as well, we, we discuss about latest NFT projects. We also explain people uh, the sales that we have on our own marketplace. Um, and we will have our own NFT project in the near future. So selling our own NFT that will be an NFT that interacts with all different uh, partner metaverses or partner blockchain projects, giving you perks everywhere. And that will be announced in our Discord as well. The Discord is easily, you can easily find it with a, uh, yeah, by going to our website or just doing benny.io slash Discord and it will bring you to the Discord. And my personal Twitter is uh, Jan Kettlers. Um, but if that's too complicated, I'm, I'm sure you could like find it in one of the tweets on, uh, on the Venn.io Twitter account. Cool. Yeah. And we'll, we can include like links uh, in the podcast description. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Sounds like you got a lot of uh, exciting stuff on the horizon. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you folks come up with. Yeah, cool. It was, it was great to have this talk and uh, yeah, wishing you all the best. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search, each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that's where our sponsor Publicize comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds on your business's online presence and gets high quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive a social media assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.